What's shaking fire nation JLD here with an audio masterclass you are going to want to remember because it is about how memory makes money, how to confidently recall names, sales presentations, client information and more for greater income, influence and impact. And to drop these value bombs, I have brought none other than Jim Quick because he is a world expert in speed reading, memory improvement and optimal brain performance. He's the host of the Quick Brain Podcast and for For two decades, he served as a brain performance coach and trainer to many of the world's most admired CEOs and celebrities like Elon Musk, Will Smith, and the cast of the X-Men. So Fire Nation, if you want to learn how to recall names and faces and so much more, stick around as Jim's dropping value bombs as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsor. We love saving time and money, and you can save both with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Compare rates, print stamps and shipping labels, and track shipments all in one place. Get a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale. Visit pb.com slash fire. Jim, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. What's going on, Fire Nation? Uh, John Lee Dumas, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know we're going to talk about lighting your brain on fire, your memory, igniting it, your genius. Um, some people don't know that I was, even though I speak in front of so many huge audiences, um, I grew up with a brain injury and I had learning challenges. So when they see me do demonstrations where I memorize, I have 100 people in the audience stand up and I memorize their names or they'll give me 100 words, 100 numbers, and I memorize them forwards and backwards. People don't know that this is not something I was born with. This isn't some kind of natural talent. I was put in special classes. And I guess the thing that a lot of people do not know and it's an extension to that is my superpower growing up because at the age of nine, I was labeled the boy with the broken brain by a teacher in front of the whole class, which is so crazy. Um, I became painfully shy. And so my superpower, I talk about superheroes and a lot of, and, um, and super villains, modern day super villains that are kind of taken away from our productivity, our performance, and they're distracting our minds and such. But my superpower growing up as a kid was that I was being, I was invisible. And I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to be heard because I was broken. And I, I was phobic of public speaking. I mean, like, I mean, I know a lot of people are saying they're a little scared of public speaking. But I remember doing a book report. I was failing out of English. And the teacher invited my parents in, you know, for a special conference, which was, you know, not which was not unusual. But I, in order to pass, she gave uh, me an extra credit assignment to do a book report on Albert Einstein and uh, Da Vinci and, you know, and I took it, I did it and I worked on it for three months. I'm so proud of it. And I, I had it professionally like bound and everything. But uh, when the class started at the end of class, the teacher was like, we have a really surprise, great surprise for all of you. Um, Jim, come up and talk about your book report. I almost fainted in my chair. I didn't realize <laughs> I had to give like a presentation on like all that work that I worked on for, for months. And I, I was panicking and I just, I lied. I say, you know, I told the teacher in front of the whole class that I didn't do it. And I took a, I took a zero and I ended up when the whole class left, I was so embarrassed. And I, um, I took my book report and I threw it in the trash. Um, and along with it, I felt like I was throwing away my potential and, um, you know, man, I'm getting a little like teary eyed thinking about this. 
But, um, you know, sometimes superheroes, they have their part of their origin story is not pretty. They have to go through struggles to find their strengths because my, just like a lot of people, my inspiration was my desperation. It was my biggest handicap was learning in public speaking and life has a sense of humor because that's what I do for a living. I public speak on how people can learn faster, read faster, have better focus, remember things. And so they could just, especially entrepreneurs, you know, there's so much, so many demands nowadays, right? In terms of our focus and our attention, our ability to keep up with everything, to be an expert on our, on our, in our field. You know, we buy books, we go on Amazon and we pick up all these books uh, on entrepreneurship and leadership and team building, being productive, but it sits on our shelf unread and it becomes shelf help and not self help. And that, that really pisses me off. You know, there's a big lie in the personal development space and the, in the high performance space that says knowledge is power. And I feel like it's a total myth. It's a total lie. The knowledge is not power. It's has the potential to be power, but it only becomes power when we use it. And that's, that's really core to accelerating learning and achievement and all the podcasts and masterclass and books and coaching programs. None of it works unless we work. And, um, and that's my goal is to help people take knowledge and put it into action and, and learn that knowledge incredibly fast. Well, thank you for sharing that story because I got to be honest, it's kind of a selfish question in a way that I ask at the beginning is to share something about yourself that most people don't know because, you know, a lot of my guests, Fire Nation, I have on, I know them. Like Jim and I have hung out at multiple events before, like we know each other, but I did not know that story about him. And I've seen him speak in front of thousands and thousands of people. I know that he's worked with Elon Musk. He's worked with Will Smith. He's worked with the entire cast of the X-Men. And to think that, you know, his quote unquote superhero power when he was a kid was to be invisible or what he went through, I mean, you know, that's just completely eye-opening to me and it should be inspiring to everybody to know that, listen, no matter what phobia you think you have or or what struggles you're dealing with right now internally and mentally, like it can be overcome if you put in the work and, you know, it's not going to be on that shelf, but you're actually going to implement these things we're going to be talking about today because today's audio masterclass is Memory Makes Money, How to Confidently Recall Names, Sales Presentations, Client Information, and more for greater income, influence, and impact. And I all and I know that we all want, Fire Nation, greater income, influence, and or impact. One of those three, two of those three, all of those three, because that's why you're listening to podcasts like this right now. So let's just dive right into it, Jim, because you have so much value to share how can we as humans recall names and faces? Because we all know that we get to, to that party and we get introduced to people and the next thing we know, we're just like, I don't know anybody's name and I just was introduced to them. It's so embarrassing. Talk to us about that. Absolutely. So I think everyone has the has had the experience where you meet somebody for the first time, they tell you their name and then seconds after the handshake breaks, the name just falls and just Oof. disappears right, right through the floor. And, uh, and you know, I, John, I, likewise, I see you speak at so many events, you meet hundreds of people every single week, how do you keep track of it all? And first of all, I think everyone knows how important it is. I think it's one of the most important networking business etiquette skills there, there is, right? Because how are you going to show somebody you're going to care for their health, their family, their finances, their, their future, whatever it is you have to offer them if you don't care enough just to remember their name? And uh, it said that a name is the sweetest sound to a person's ears. But the, you know, what's the message we send to somebody when we forget? It's just 
that they're not important mm. or you don't care. And people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. There's a great Maya Angelou quote that says, people won't remember what you say. They won't remember what you did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. And I, I think it starts with remembering people's names. So as we talk about how memory makes money, because on the opposite side, I believe two of the most costly words in your business are I forgot. I forgot to do it. I forgot to bring it. I forgot that meeting. I forgot that conversation. I forgot what I was going to say. I forgot that person's name, all of that. And money really, when we're talking about making more money, you know, it's just a, a measure of value, right? And for me, memory is a, a multiplier. They call it a force multiplier in the military where you could take the same amount of input but get multiple output. And I feel like when you could remember client information, when you could remember a sales script, when you can, when you could remember what you need to say on a sales video or on a on a web class, if you will, if you could remember how to overcome objections, if you can remember things about a person, they're not only their name, but their spouse's name, their children's name, their favorite hobbies, you know, their birthday, all of that is valuable. Especially in, in today's world, because before we sell anything, we sell we sell ourselves. So that, that's really the goal. So what I want people to think about when it comes to remembering names and, and a big part of memory really is wanting to improve your memory, right? There's no such thing as a good or bad memory. There's just a trained memory and an untrained memory. And I need people to really let that sink in, that it, independent of your age, your background, your career, your education level, your financial situation, your gender, your IQ, your personal history, only about one third of your potential, your memory, for instance, is predetermined by genetics and biology, but that means two thirds is in your control. And so I'll tell people that there's no such thing as a good or bad memory, it's just a trained memory and untrained memory. And when you see me do these demonstrations, I always tell people, I don't do this to impress you, I do this more to express to you what's really possible. Because the truth is, every single person listening to this conversation right now could do that and a lot more. People know I read a book a day, right? I like to encourage people to read at least like one book a week because I think leaders are readers. And it's not just reading speed, but it's reading focus, reading understanding, and also reading retention. Because when it comes to memory, how many people have read something, got to the end, and just forgot what they just read, yeah. right? And you go back, John, you reread it, and you get to the end, and you still don't know what you just read, <laughs> right? And so in today's economy, we have to remember that you're not – you're not paid for your muscle power, you're paid for your mind power. Like nobody listening to this is solely paid for their brute strength, it's your brain strength. Because if knowledge is power, really knowledge is profit. And I don't just mean financial profit, that's obvious. The faster you can learn, the faster you can earn. But I mean all the treasures of your life. And so when we talk about building your memory ability, remember n number one, that it's not something that you have or don't have, it's just something you learned or didn't learn. Right. I, I always think back in school, it, it should have been the fourth R in school. In school, we learned three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic. But what about remembering? What about retention? What about recall? You know, Socrates says learning is remembering. And the problem is, is everyone knows there's a learning curve. If you want to learn Mandarin, martial arts, music, marketing, there's a learning curve. But people don't realize there's also a forgetting curve that science tells us that Within 48 hours of learning something, listening to something, reading something, attending something, within two days, 
80% of it is gone. Up to 80% of it is gone. That's the forgetting curve. So that's why remembering is so important and why memory can make us money. Now, going back to how do you remember someone's name, I want everyone to remember three things, three things. And I'll use the acronym MOM, M-O-M. Everyone remember MOM. It's the mother of all you know, memory, if you will. Let's say everybody has trouble remembering names. 95% of the population, they'll say, says they have their horrible remembering names. But let's say there was a suitcase of a million dollars cash. You get to take it tax-free. It's all yours. If you just remember the name of the next stranger you meet. <laughs> like, John, who's going to remember that person's name? Everybody. Everybody, right? And so notice that... Most people say they have a horrible memory and they're horrible memory names, but all of a sudden, after the million dollars is you know incentivized there, all of a sudden everyone's a memory expert, right? So as your coach for this session of this master class, which really was what I am, you know, singers have a voice coach, athletes have a personal trainer, business people have business coaches or marketing coaches, financial coaches. I want to be your brain coach or memory coach, if you will. And part of what a coach does is it challenges your beliefs and it challenges what some of the BS that we say to ourselves. So the truth is, is you aren't horrible at remembering names because you, you would remember someone's name for a million dollars. So it had nothing to do with your capability. It had everything to do with the first M in mom, which is your motivation. Motivation. I mean, just break down the word. What is your motive? for action. I remember I was doing a training in Silicon Valley and afterwards Bill Gates comes up to me and we had this deep conversation. Uh, you know, and I always ask people like, if you have any one superpower, what would it be? And he looks at me, he's like, Jim, the ability to read faster. And Warren Buffett is like, I probably wasted 10 years of my life reading slowly because <laughs> leaders are readers, right? If somebody has decades of experience like yourself and you put it into a book, and somebody can read that book in a day or two days, a few days, you can download decades into days. And that's the biggest advantage entrepreneurs can have is learning from other people's experience. That's why leaders are readers, right? And so what I would say, um, I, and going back to Bill Gates, we have this deep conversation about the future of education. Like how, what would educate, what's education going to look like? And what should it look like? And I was taking it from a, a meta-learning standpoint. Meta-learning is a learning how to learn, which I believe is the, the number one subject to learn back in school. Because if you can learn, school teaches you what to learn, math, history, science, Spanish. But there are zero classes on how to learn, how to study, how to focus, how to concentrate, how to solve problems, how to start your own business, how to be creative, how to how to speed read, how all this stuff that, you know, this kind of stuff that you share, this kind of stuff that your guests share, the kind of things that I teach. And um, so I'm talking about meta, I'm talking about the theory and Bill Gates starts talking about the tools and the technology. And this whole crowd is gathering around us and they're like, great, you have the theory and the technology. Is there anything missing about education? And we looked at each other and we talked and we came up with the same conclusion, human motivation understanding because a lot of people you know this john a lot of people know what to do and but they're not doing what they know right do they there's common sense thing people pretty much know they should be sleeping you know making that a priority they should be moving every day they should be meditating and doing all these things but they're not doing it because common sense is not common practice 
So what, what is the key to motivation? And when it comes to learning, and even with your customers, a lot of people, when you're, ta- when you're talking to them, it's not so much telling them, but asking them questions and finding out what's most important to them in life or in their health or finding their deep values, because then you understand their motivation, right? And understand your own motivation for remembering people's names. Ask yourself, simple thing, when you meet somebody for the first time, take a split second in your mind to ask yourself, why do I want to remember this person's name? You know, maybe it's to show the person respect. Maybe it's to uh, make a new friend. Maybe it's to close a deal. I, I can't tell you how many people I've heard, clients, you know, it happens every single week where I hear people say, you know, Jim, before I learned this, I lost the biggest deal of my life because I called somebody by the wrong name. You know, I forgot their name. And it's, it's, it's hard. It's something that, again, it doesn't mean you don't care. It's just we weren't taught. And so I would say is ask yourself, why do you want to remember the person's name? Maybe it's to practice these things you learned, you know, in this master class. And because if you can't come up with one reason, what's going to happen? You won't remember the person's name because here's the, the aha. Reasons reap results. Reasons reap results. And frankly, reasons reap rewards too, right? We, so we want to know why. Start in you know, a great book by Simon Sinek. Start with why. I believe everybody that there's a success formula to get anything you want in life. And I call it H cubed, three H's, head, heart, hands. Meaning you could affirm things in your head. You could set goals in your head and KPIs and have a vision in your head of the way things you want them to be. But if you're not acting with the third H, which is your hand, which are your hands, then like you're, you're procrastinating, you're putting things off, you're sabotaging, you're delaying the things you need to do. Check in with the second H, which is your heart. The heart is the symbol of emotion, the energy emotion. We know this, right? People don't buy logically. They buy, they buy emotionally, right? And it's not even, it's because we're not even logical. We're biological. We're not logical. We're biological. I mean, you think about dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins. I mean, we're this chemical soup that drives our behavior. So what I'm saying is direct your focus and emotions by asking yourself this question, why? Why do I want to learn this? Why do I want to retain what I'm learning here in this discussion or what I'm reading or this person's name? Because reasons reap results. The O in mom, the O stands for observation, observation. And what I mean by that is the key to a better memory, really the art of memory is the art of attention. The art of memory is the art of attention. We, we live in an attention economy, right? We, we know this. There's so many things vying for our focus. And we live in a world full of distractions. I have a video out there, I don't know, it has six, seven million views. It just talks about not checking your phone the first hour of the day. I know when people talk about that often now, but I mean, this was, this was an early conversation we were having with a lot of performers, elite mental performers. And it, the one reason why you don't pick up your phone the first hour of the day and people are, are I'm challenging people to do this because I think with challenge leads to change. And a lot of people don't, you want to challenge yourself and be challenged by people who care about you is because when you wake up first thing in the morning, you're in this alpha theta state, this brainwave state where you're extremely, extremely suggestible. And if you pick up your phone right away, what you're training your brain to do is two things. Number one, you're rewiring your brain to be distracted. 
because as you're going through your social media or whatever, every like, comment, share, cat video gives you a dopamine fix, which literally goes along the reward centers, the learning centers, the motivation centers of your brain, your nervous system, and is training you just to be distracted for things that don't matter. But the second, and you wonder why you can't read a page in a book and not get distracted, have a conversation with somebody without looking over their shoulder. You know, you're always trying to multitask because we're training our brains by using our smart devices um, in times when we don't need to. And the second thing that your, your smart devices is training you to do when you're highly suggestible, when you're relaxed first thing in the morning, is it's training you to be reactive. And that's almost as dangerous because how are you going to be a world-class inventor, an innovator, an entrepreneur, a thought leader, whatever it is your vocation is, if you're just reacting to things? Because when you pick up your phone, invariably, you're going to get a text message, an email, a voice message that puts you on the defense, right? And all of a sudden, you're fighting fires. Brendan Burchard has this, has this saying, which I agree with, is that your inbox is nothing but a convenient organizational system for other people's agenda That's for so your so life. True. You know, and you're just fighting fires in a bad way and you're on the defense. And how are you going to start your day like that? Right. And so for me, I write down every morning when I wake up, I write down and think about three things that I want to do for myself personally and three things professionally. I don't have a large to-do list, two, 300, 400 things. I'm looking for the focal point. I'm looking for that lead domino that, well, you know, if I was just imagine myself coming back to bed at night, you know, what had to happen in order for me to say I crushed it, you know, to, to other people. And I was like, okay, if I do these three things personally and these three, three things for work, I own this. And so I write those six things down and I don't check my phone until I get at least one of those things done. You know, and that, that ensures that I have like a big win underneath my belt. But going back to the O in mom stands for observation. And I'm saying you're not forgetting a name. You're just not paying attention to the name. You're not hearing it. And that's the thing. I remember um, I went to a charity event. It was 2,000 people. And I go to my assigned table. And I was the first one there. And then um, Forrest Whitaker, the actor, sits right next to me. And then next to him sits Richard Branson. And uh, next to Richard in uh, in the circle was Ashton Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher's twin brother, and then uh, then Bill Clinton sits right next to me. And I swear, like, I had to post this picture on Instagram because it's there in Facebook because no one would believe me. <laughs> they, they were like, "Who photoshopped that Asian dude <laughs> in uh, in that picture?" But um, but I, I remember when I was my sad with Clinton, I had met him just briefly a couple years before, and he remembered my name. And I was blown away. And then I was like, okay, I'm skeptical naturally. I'm like, he was given, he knew who he was sitting next to, like he was at this table. And then he picks up on a conversation we, we had two years earlier. And I'm thinking, okay, no, nobody fed him that information. And I noticed when he's telling me this, you know, cause I was like, what trick are you using? You know, you know, a memory coach, you know, that what memory device. And he was like, he tells me about this story about his grandfather in Arkansas and getting all the kids around in the living room and telling stories just like you know we've heard growing up but the difference is when the grandfather was done the grandfather would ask each of the children questions literally quiz them hard to see if they're really paying attention and i noticed when he was telling me the story that it was really interesting that and you might hear sirens in the background i happen to be in in new york city um so it's testing your distract your focus muscles and i really, I really do believe focus <laughs> is a muscle because when you when you decide not to pick up your phone, 
or not to do that multitasking thing or not to pay attention or, you know, you know, not that we're perfect, but not to entertain that. Even that why you meditate. I feel like you meditate not to be all Zen. I think you meditate because when your thoughts go somewhere, which they invariably do for all of us, when you go back to your mantra or you go back to your breath, you bring it back, you build that that focus fitness, if you will, that muscle. And I think really one of the reasons why we don't remember names is because we're not focusing because that muscle is atrophied because we've trained our distraction muscles more. So really every time you use it, it gets, it, use it or lose it, right? And so, but when he six, when Clinton's telling me all this, I noticed something really eerie in a good way. He was like paying attention to me. Like there are a lot more important people in that room, certainly at that table. But have you ever met somebody, John, and you're talking to them? You're one of these people. And that's why your, your show is so, is, is, is so powerful, right? It's been around for so long because you really listen and you're present with somebody, whether, you know, it's in a phone call or if it's in person. And that's not commonplace right now. You know, you go to an event, you're used to people looking over your shoulder, seeing who else is important in the room, or if they're not distracting themselves externally, they're distracting themselves inside, internally. It's like they're, they're, not, they're not even listening. They're waiting for their turn to speak or they're thinking about how they're going to respond. So they're not even really present. You know, I, I've listened to podcasts before or I've been on the receiving end or, you know, you know sometimes I'm guilty of this too in, in my podcast also as well. But you're talking to somebody or, or like you're listening to like a really great show and somebody just gave you gold and all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the person who's doing the interviewing switches gears and just like, oh, so tell me about this new book or whatever it is, right? And But there was like gold, like, you know, that we could have gone deeper in. And so I feel like um, Clinton, everyone, regardless of politics, and, you know, he, he is, he, wherever we stand, I believe everything, most people believe he has great charisma, great connector, is great communicator. He also has an incredible presence. And I believe his incredible memory and his powerful presence comes from being powerfully present. I'll just say that one more time, that, it, that pre President Bill Clinton's incredible memory and his powerful presence comes from being powerfully present with people. And I feel like as an entrepreneur, um, and, or anybody, you know, as, as a, you know, whether you're wearing the, the cap as a, as a parent or as a teacher, a student, we could all benefit from being more present with people. And, uh, and that will improve your memory instantly because you're just paying attention to somebody. And, you know, notice I'm talking about M-O-M, mom. M is motivation, which is just caring about somebody. And the O is observation, which is just being present with somebody. I think it's just good training as a human being to care and be present with people because that's what people – you know, even in sales and influence and we, you know, you read those books on persuasion. I, I really feel like if people sense that you care about them and that you're really present with them, you know, I think that's 80% of it. But finally, the last M in mom stands for mechanics. And I don't mean the person that fixes your car. I mean, the skills, the techniques, the strategies, the process on how to remember names, how to learn another language, how to read uh, you know, three times faster and retain what you read, how to change your habits, the things that, that we teach and we have in our podcast. But I just say, I think you know, most people, their focus really should be just tapping into why you want to remember things and why you want to serve them. And then the O is being present and listening. Even if you take people mentally write the word listen in the kind of like the the whiteboard of their mind and scramble the letters, a little brain teaser, scramble the letters of listen. And it also spells another word perfectly, right? It spells the word what? Tenace. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it spells the word silent. And, um, <laughs> and I, think it's, I think it's remarkable that literally the same letters that spelled the word listen also spelled the word silent. And I feel like you meet somebody and you just, you're just silent, you're just present. You can remember, it's one word, their name. And then the mechanics are, are the things that we teach in, in that. But I just really think psychology mindset is 80% of success. And that's why I don't want it not said. Fire Nation, so many incredible, valuable takeaways from this. I mean, first of all, let's just go over what is mom. Motivation, observation, mechanics, M-O-M. You practice those three things, you're going to recall names and faces to an nth degree better than you are right now. Motivation, observation, mechanics. And I want to go over a few things that Jim broke down that I was just like, yes, these are things we have to make sure to go back over because they're so valuable. Number one, two of the most costly words in your business, Fire Nation, I forgot. Don't let those words cost you any more money going forward. The next thing, memory is a multiplier. Just absorb that. Make sure that you understand that so that going forward, you can use your memory to be a multiplier in your life. And I love that phrase that you use, Jim. There is a learning curve and there's also a forgetting curve. So just recognize that curve exists, Fire Nation. And then so many people don't listen. They just wait for their turn to speak. Fire Nation, don't be that person. Don't be that person that's just waiting for their turn to speak. It's so obvious. And I'm just going to say, pathetic. I said it. And by the way, Fire Nation, good job of focusing with all of New York City trying to distract you in the background there. We have horns. We have sirens. We have you name it. It's happening. And one last thing, listen spelled another way. Silent, not tenesse, like I first said. Silent, silence. It's so key. And man, you just dropped so many value bombs. It's hard to believe we've already been going for 30 minutes, Jim, but it's a reality. So we're going to take a quick minute. We're going to thank our sponsor, but Fire Nation, when we get back, we're going to be talking about the 10 keys for building brain power. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. There's nothing worse than wasting time and money, waiting in line at the post office or overpaying for postage. Luckily, I cut that out years ago and you can too. With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, you can compare rates, print shipping labels and stamps, and track your shipments all without ever leaving your office. No matter what you ship or mail, SendPro Online software helps you find the best shipping rates for your business. And when you sign up today, you'll gain access to special USPS discounts and savings for letters and priority mail shipping, all for as low as $4.99 per month. An added bonus for being part of Fire Nation, you'll receive a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale shipped right to your door to help you accurately weigh your packages. With this new offer for SemPro Online, all you have to do is click send and save. Visit pb.com slash fire to access this special offer and get a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com slash fire. Experience the better way to ship with a free trial of SemPro Online from Pitney Bowes. 
Fire Nation, if you're going to create financial and lifestyle freedom, you need the right tools and support. For over four years now, I've been using ClickFunnels to create a business I love without being techie or hiring a huge team. In a nutshell, ClickFunnels gives you everything you need to market, sell, and deliver your products online without having to hire and rely on a tech team. That's why I love them. Best part, you can get a free 14-day trial right now to check it out for yourself. A few of my favorite ClickFunnels features, the simple drag and drop webpage editor, the ability to quickly build sales funnels that convert, the smart shopping cart with one-click upsells, email and Facebook marketing automation, and the fact that everything is organized on one simple dashboard. What's not to love? So whether you want to generate more leads, sell more products and services, run a webinar, or send more emails, ClickFunnels will make it super simple to do all that, plus so much more. Take my word for it and try ClickFunnels for free for 14 days. Make it a goal to create one funnel by the end of the week, and you'll be amazed at how simple and fun it is. Next step, visit eofire.com slash click and sign up for that free 14-day trial. That's eofire.com slash click. Your future awaits. So Jim, we're back. And before the break, I was teasing about the 10 keys for building brain power. And here we are. Break those down for us, brother, because we all need to build brain power. What are the 10 keys as you see it? Here we go. So I mentioned that one third of your brain power, your potential is predetermined by genetics and biology, but two thirds is completely in your control. And to be an entrepreneur that's on fire, you want your brain lit, right? And I you see want to how you do that. <laughs> yeah, you want to be able to use all of it. And you want to be able to spark that. And so here are the 10 things that will activate your brain. And when I do this, I want this to really be a master class. So you want it to be active because part of you know, the challenges that you have. If you feel overloaded, like there's too much to learn, too little time. If you have problems focusing on things, if you have problems with your memory, I mean, these are all signs of the time because I feel like there are these super villains, these metaphorical super villains. And like, for example, technology, I love technology. It allows us to have this conversation, allows us to keep in track with our, our, our friends and our family members. It allows us to learn things and have complete access to all knowledge. And also it's creating some havoc on people's minds and bodies. So, you know, I talk about digital overload, which is a big challenge. That's why I talk about speed reading and learning faster because information anxiety is something that holds back entrepreneurs, right? Higher blood pressure, compression, leisure time, more sleeplessness, right? It's very difficult to keep in, keep, keep uh, pace with everything. The second thing is besides digital overload is digital distraction, right? App notifications, social media alerts. We have to build that focus muscle. And that's why we talk about focus. And then the third one is digital dementia, where we're outsourcing our brains to our smart devices. It keeps our calendars, our to-dos. It does simple math for us. It, I mean, think about John, how many phone numbers did you know growing up? So many. I could go to my phone. It was a rotary phone, and I could just dial <laughs> numbers. And I can remember so clearly, too, this is just a random thing. But even back when there was Touchstone, my friends used to be like, John, your number makes a song because it was three, two, four, five, nine, one, one. <laughs> it's just like that was the world that we used to live in. It doesn't exist anymore. Right, exactly. So like, think how many phone numbers do people know now? Zero. Probably. Exactly. Like like their own and that's it. And there could be a number you call or text every single day, a hundred times a day. And you, most people don't know it if their phone is lost or if it's dead or it's not in the room, battery's gone or whatever. We I don't used remember. to know how to spell words too, by the way. That used to happen. <laughs> Before autocorrect and all that. <laughs> you know, it's it's so interesting. And so what they what they call this 
in um, in healthcare is called digital dementia. It's basically saying we're so dependent on our smart devices that our smart devices are making us stupid and and slow. Meaning that I don't want to memorize 500 phone numbers, right? But we've lost the ability to remember one phone number or one or any anything. Or like the the room, what room we're in in the hotel, or little memory lapses like that. And again, every time you think or say, I forgot, you've lost credibility, you've lost productivity, you've lost time, you've lost opportunity, right? So you want to build that memory muscle. So there are 10 keys for activating your, your entrepreneurial business, you know, super brain, if you will. And when I go through this, to make it active because traditional education trained us to be passive. It was like sit quietly by yourself, don't talk to your neighbor, just being be lectured to. And that's not how the human mind learns. The human brain does not learn through consumption, it learns through creation. The human brain doesn't learn through consuming information. It learns by through creativity and co-creation with our with our friends and such. And so don't just consume this. What I'm gonna ask you to do is be active because here's the thing learning like life is not a spectator sport learning like life is not a spectator sport so you got to roll up your sleeves and do this what i'm asking you to do is i'm going to very quickly talk about the 10 keys for unlocking your your quick brain as i call it and nobody's going to debate any of these 10 because they're ex- they're common sense and they're well researched these are the 10 things that will activate your brain power but here's the thing honestly i want you as the active part not just to listen but I want you to rate yourself on a scale of zero to 10. How much attention are you putting in this one area? All right. So on a scale of one to 10, just rate yourself because you could do all these things and miss one of them and you could have brain fog. You could be slow the next day. You could make poor decisions. You could have memory loss, right? You could be overloaded and overwhelmed. So you have to do, there's no magic pill, but this is the process. So number one on a scale of zero to 10 how good is your diet? There's a good brain diet. I did a whole podcast episode talking about the my, five, my favorite genius foods, the top brain foods, if you will, because here's the thing, what you eat matters, especially for your gray matter. What you eat matters, especially for your gray matter. So things like avocado, very neuroprotective, Blueberries, I call them brain berries, very good. Broccoli, very good. Olive oil, very good. Eggs, if your diet allows, extremely good. Uh, green leafy vegetables, very powerful. A wild salmon and sardines. Ooh, so omega threes, yummy. Yeah, yeah, DHA, very very powerful. So wild caught salmon, sardines. Um, also turmeric, you know that golden powder. It's very anti-inflammatory. It's the reason why a lot of us take cold showers and cold baths to lower inflammation in our body and our, our brain, which is part of our body. Uh, walnuts, which happens to look like a brain, which is great um, to remind you, are very good for the brain. Vitamin E, very, very um, in high doses. Um, also, dark chocolate, really good for the brain, which generally is good for your mood, is good for your mind. Not milk chocolate, but dark chocolate. <laughs> and so those are 10, those are 10 of, of brain foods. Um, and so that's it. On a scale of zero to 10, how good is your diet? All right. Because what you eat again matters, especially for your, your gray matter. Number two, I got this term from Dr. Daniel Amen, who's a brain doctor, killing ants. Killing ants is actually clinically shown to actually boost your brain power. And what I mean by that, ants stands for automatic negative thoughts. Automatic negative thoughts. So here's the thing you know, that self talk we have, that critic, that squelcher. 
we always have to be conscious and audited and stand guard to your mind because remember I said that they, when, when I had my accident, I was five years old, I had a brain injury and I had these learning challenges. It took me three years longer to learn how to read at the age of nine. Teacher labeled me the boy with a broken brain. When I heard that, that became my self-talk. That was my automatic negative thoughts because every time I was did badly on a quiz or a test, which was all the time I wasn't picked for like the sports team, I would always say, oh, it's because I have the broken brain. And I'm telling you, parents, adults have to be very careful with your external words because they become a child's internal words. Because when we were born, John, like we had a blank slate, you know, we didn't have anything that was there. And so, you know, it came to us, you know, the first few years, four or five years, and that those words got imprinted. So just be conscious of them. Because here's why. Your brain is like a supercomputer, and your self-talk is a program that will run. So if you tell yourself you're not good at remembering names, for instance, you will not remember the name of the next person you meet because you programmed your supercomputer not to. If people knew how powerful their minds truly was, they wouldn't think or say anything they didn't want to be true. That's how powerful your mind is. And a lot of people come to me like, Jim, I'm horrible on names. I'm getting too old. I'm not smart enough. I say, stop. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. So you have to be very conscious of your self-talk and do little things. Again, it's not you're never going to be perfect, just like with her focus. But when you when you when you do something to level up, and like let's say you say I have a hard, I don't have a great memory, but you add a word like yet at the end, then that's better than not than not saying anything at all, right? So I don't have a great memory yet but do the best to keep it positive um number so on a scale of zero to ten how's your self-talk positive or negative number three i'll go through these quickly exercise exercise you know people don't realize this but the primary reason you have a brain is to control your movement and here's what I, i want you to remember as your body moves your brain grooves as your body moves, your brain grooves. The key, the reason why I'm so excited about this work in neuroscience and, and personal development is I feel like learning is the grandfather, grandmother of all personal development and performance. Because if you can learn really well, it helps you with everything. You could read those books, you could go to those programs, you could apply it really well and focus and do it. You know, and so going to uh, when we're talking about about movement specifically, it's all about neurogenesis and neuroplasticity. You know, neurogenesis means you could create new brain cells the day you die. Neuroplasticity is saying your brain is like plastic in a good way. It's very malleable. And what makes new connections, only two things, novelty and nutrition. Just like uh, working out, right? If you lift a weight, you give it novelty, and then you feed it with nutrition. That's you build a muscle. That's exactly how you build mental muscles, right? And so given novelty and, and nutrition and physical movements actually make a difference. Like it's a lot of studies, ballroom dancing, very good for the brain. Learning how to juggle. There was a study in Oxford University that's saying jugglers actually have uh, bigger brains. That actually learning how to juggle, move your body in that certain way, actually builds your, your, your brain mass, which is pretty incredible. So, but the problem is, is we're all, we live in a sedentary culture, right? We're on our laptops. We're sitting behind a computer eight hours a day. You need to move. Right. And so they, they call it the Pomodoro technique. They say the, to study or to, you know, prepare or do work in 25 minute increments because after 25 minutes, your focus starts to dwindle. And so at the end of 25 minutes, take a break for five minutes and hydrate, move, and hydrate 
and um, do some deep breathing, Wim Hof, box breathing, alpha breathing, um, whatever your breathing is. And then also move. Take that time to move around, right? Have a standing desk or treadmill desk and stay active because as your body moves, your brain groups. That's number three is, is movement. So on a scale of zero to 10. Number four is our brain nutrients, brain vitamins, which basically says if you're not getting it out of your diet, I always prefer people get it from their food, but supplement. And the number one brain vitamin supplement there is is DHA. You know, you talk to any, uh, I've had conversations with Dr. Mark Hyman, Dr. Daniel Amen, you know, you know, Dave Asprey, all those people, DHA, make sure you have, you have high levels, you, know, you have enough DHA in your, in your uh, system. That's number four. Number five, uh, this is interesting, positive peer group. You know, that's why I love your, your community because you, as you, as you said many times, you are the average of the people you spend the most time with. And here's the thing. It's not just positive mental attitude. What I, what I tell people is positivity and performance are contagious. And it's not just your biological networks or your neurological networks, it's your social networks. And the reason why is because you have something called mirror neurons. And mirror neurons are basically your imitation empathy neurons. And so when, you, when you're watching sports or watching an action you know, a film, and you could feel what the actor's going through or the athlete's going through, those are your mirror neurons firing off. And so we're constantly mirroring the people around us. And so the reason why you're the average of the five people you spend time with, or if you spend, be careful if you spend time with nine broke people because you're going to be the number 10. <laughs> the reason why is because you start mirroring their attitudes, their habits, their their beliefs about what is possible. And that's why a positive peer group is important for your brain because you want to be around people that are, you know, too optimistic to scare, too positive to doubt, and too determined to be defeated, right? So people that challenge you and hold you accountable, that's number five. So on a scale of zero to 10, you know, how do you rate that? Are you around a lot of energy vampires? You're around people who are, who are making progress. Number six is a clean environment. And really, the clean environment, we know your external world is a reflection of your internal world. And you know this, you clean your laptop off, your desk off, you have clarity of thought also and focus. And so you want to, you know, Marie Kondo your, your, your mind, if you will, and keep it tidy, a tidy, uh, a tiny room equals a tidy mind. And so <laughs> also, also clean environment. I'm talking about like good air quality. You know, um, I mentioned I'm right now happy to be in New York city and I go between here and Los Angeles and, you know, not the, not the cleanest air in the world. So I have air purifiers and EMFs. I'm very concerned about that's part of clean environments because we don't know what all these electromagnetic, you know, these fields are doing to our brains, you know. And so I read recently that 90% of children who have phones sleep with them underneath their pillows. I mean, what's, what's, that do, what's that doing to the human brain? I mean, we just, we just don't know, right? All right, Jim, let's keep racking through these last ones because I still want to get to your morning routine before we get to say goodbye here. Yeah, let's do it. Six is clean environment. Seven is sleep. We all know that. That's kind of a given when you don't sleep really well. You need sleep, number one, to consolidate short to long-term memory. You need sleep, also clean plaque out of your brain that leads to brain aging. And you need it to dream. Entrepreneurs, you need to really, I did a whole podcast episode on how to remember your dreams. But here's the reason why you want sleep a priority is you have no idea how many entrepreneurs have dreamt about their business and created from that place. Like, so for example, Mary Shelley came up with Frankenstein in her dream. 
Elias Howe created the sewing machine in his, dr- in his dream. A chemist came up with a periodic table in his dream because your brain doesn't shut off at night. It, it does amazing things that, you know, it, you're going to sleep 20 years out of your life, three or five to five years of be dreaming. And so make sure you get sleep and you remember those dreams. Number eight, brain protection. Wear a helmet because I've had a number of concussions and traumatic brain injuries. Not good for your brain. Number nine, new learnings. That's a given because I'm preaching to the choir because everyone here is learning. But I, I would really suggest everybody, the most important thing to do is to schedule time to learn. You know, when you're driving and when you're working out, when you're driving, it could be your university on wheels, you're listening to this podcast, right? Or audiobooks and or reading time. I think reading is still an incredible exercise. Reading is to your mind like exercises to your body. And so schedule it though. So new learnings, leads to neurotensis, neuroplasticity. And finally, number 10, stress management. Meaning the one of the biggest villains to your brain is chronic stress. Chronic stress shrinks the brain. And when you create cortisol and adrenaline all the time, put you in fight or flight for physical activity, it's not good if you need to take a test. It's not good if you need to give a TED talk. It's not good if you need to do a sales call or make sales videos. Stress. So what are you doing to mitigate stress on scale of zero to 10? What are your stress levels? And what are the coping mechanisms? You have massage or body work or meditation. So those are your 10 keys uh, to having a better brain. I don't think anyone would say those aren't important. But they are all important. You can't do all this and then if you're deficient in B vitamins, you're not going to perform. You can't do all of this and get a bad night's sleep. It's not going to help you. You can't do all this and be around and those energy vampires that are going to bring you down. So you have to do it all. So Jim, I'm obsessed with morning routines. I am currently and constantly tweaking my own personal morning routines. And I would love to know from you, somebody who obviously cares a lot about how you start your day, break it down for us. In just a few minutes, what does your morning routine look like? The real quick of it is this. Everybody has their morning routine. John, you have yours and everybody has, you know, Oprah has hers. Everybody has theirs. Mine really focuses on lighting up my brain, jumpstarting my brain from a brain standpoint. So in no specific order, when I wake up, um, I remember my dreams because I want to capture them in a journal. Number two, I make my bed. And you're like, Jim, what does that have to do with your brain? Is what I talked about earlier. You know, it's first of all, it creates positive momentum and a clean environment. And I also believe how you do anything is how you do everything. So you train yourself with immediate win and your brain loves that because success breeds success. And also it's really great because when you come home at the end of the day and your bed is made, you know when you go in a hotel room and the bed is perfect, it just, you come full circle, right? So make your bed, do it with excellence and then you start positive momentum throughout your day. Number next thing I would think about is a tall glass of water. That's obvious, but we can lose a pound of water at night just through perspiration and respiration. And your brain is 80% of water. Just keeping it hydrated boosts your reaction time 30% and your thinking ability. Most people, though, are dehydrated. So you got, you have to hydrate. Um, also take some probiotics in the morning with my call glass of water also because your gut is your second brain. And people have no idea how it influences your, your, your brain. Um, another thing I would do is I brush my teeth. And you're like, Jim, so what? Everybody brushes their teeth. I brush my teeth with the opposite hand. And why it's good for your brain, a number of reasons. Remember I said attention and presence is a trained skill. You're training your presence to be in the now. You know what I mean? Because when you're using your opposite hand, it's not going to be easy. So you have to pay attention. And immediately you're starting your day with paying attention. And you're building that muscle instead of like distracting it with your 
you know, switch social media or something like that. The other reason you want to train, use your opposite hand is because we know half your brain controls the other half of your body. So if I use my left side of my body, you know, it's actually building my right side of my brain, which, you know, it's much more complicated than this, but that's the side of your creativity, your imagination and so on. So I think it's really important to challenge yourself and do that. Um, and also to do difficult things. Speaking of difficult things, another thing I do, cold showers. You know, I'll take a really fast cold shower. And the reason why you know, cold is so important is because it's a resets your nervous system. You know, when you hit your knee, you put ice on it because it reduces swelling and inflammation. But we carry a lot of inflammation in our body and our brain, and it leads to challenges. And so cold is incredibly powerful, and it wakes you up, but even better than a cup of coffee for me personally. And also, again, it gets you to do difficult things because here, here, here's a big takeaway from this conversation. I believe the treasure you seek is hidden in the work you're avoiding. The difficult things, you know what I mean? The difficult things. That that's what you're seeking, but you're avoiding it. You're you're avoiding that difficult conversation, right? But here's the thing: if you just do easy things in your life, the easy thing is to procrastinate. The easy thing is to put it off. The easy thing is to let things slide, right? Not have that standard for your product or your marketing. That's the easy thing. But if you just do easy things in life, life is hard. But if you do the hard things in life, then life becomes easier. And so I'm challenging everybody, just like you go to the gym, you're pushing yourself physically. I'm asking you to train your emotions and your mind the same kind of way. And so being in that cold water is hard. It's not harmful, but it's hard. But you push yourself and you build your grit. And then it shows up when you need to go on stage, when you have to do a sales call you don't want to do, right? Because you built that muscle. So I think that's really powerful. Another thing I do in the morning is I make a brain power smoothie. I'll take a lot of those brain foods I talked about earlier, put them into a, a blender and with some water, not the wild salmon that probably won't taste very good, but the <laughs> chocolate, the avocado, all the other good stuff. And I'll have a brain power smoothie. And then I'll just, what I'll do is I'll journal. I'll do my gratitude journal because gratitude rewires your brain because what you appreciate appreciates meaning gets better, right? It grows like your investments appreciate what you appreciate in life, appreciate. And here's a wild thought experiment. What if tomorrow the only things you had in your life were the things you expressed gratitude for today? You know, what if you only kept tomorrow, the only things in your life, you for the people, your home, everything else, your senses, your, your, your sense of hearing, everything. The only things you had tomorrow are the things you express gratitude for today. And gratitude, I think, is most one of the most powerful emotions. And so then I'm writing my journal, I'm drinking my, my, my power smoothie, and then I do a quick workout. Even though I work out usually in the afternoon, uh, there's a study at Appalachian State University. They tested people at 7 a.m. workout, 1 p.m. and 7 p.m. They found people worked out at 7 a.m. Even if it's just three to five minutes, like you do some burpees or something like that, get the heart rate going because what's good for your heart is good for your brain, you know, blood flow, oxygen. Actually, they lost more weight and they slept better also as well. So just, just do like, you know, a few calisthenics, jumping jacks, three three minutes just to activate and get your heart going. So just a handful of things I do first thing in the morning. But would you notice I don't do? Everyone has the to-do list. Top of my not-to-do list, I find the most successful big performers, they have a not-to-do list. And, done, you know, because things they say no to, say no to good, say yes, that's great, right, is I don't touch my phone. And I challenge everybody to test that for a week and it'll be hard. But again, do the hard stuff and your life gets easier. Wow, Jim. Well, listen, I've got to go. You've got to go. Fire Nation needs to go. But there's so much great value here that I can't let you go until you just give us 
one quick takeaway that you want to make sure Fire Nation really gets from our entire chat today? Just one sentence, yeah. one takeaway, how we can find out more about you, where you want our audience, Fire Nation, to connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, I'll leave you with this. It's about self-love and self-belief. That a, that a bird sitting on a tree is never afraid of the branch breaking because its trust is not in the branch. It's in its own wings. So until you spread your wings as an entrepreneur, as a leader, you have no idea how high and how far you could fly. And we have one life, just one. Why aren't we running like we're on fire towards yeah. our wildest dreams? And that's what I'm. That's that's what I challenge everyone to do. I actually I challenge everybody to take a screenshot of this episode and post it on social media. Tag John. Tag myself at Jim Quick K W I K on Instagram. By the way, Jim's crushing it there. Yeah, at Instagram would be great. But here's your challenge: when you teach something, you get to learn it twice. If you want to learn twice as fast, teach. Learn with the intention of teaching. Right. If you can re-listen this episode, take notes, and then teach it to somebody else. But take a screenshot, tag John, tag myself at Jim Quick, and put your biggest aha takeaway from this episode. And then, then you're teaching your friends. And what you share, it's just like a candle. You light a candle, your candle, your candle doesn't go any 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 less than that. And that's really what it is. It's a butterfly effect. A butterfly that beats its wing in one corner of the globe takes a single action, changes the weather halfway across the world. And that's what I feel like that this show could do for everybody. So um, yeah, stay take stay in touch with me is just at Jim Quick, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and then my podcast. Um, I have a 15 minute podcast on how to learn languages, how to read faster, how to change your habits. Brain Bites for busy people want to learn faster, achieve more. And it's just at quickbrain.com, K-W-I-K brain.com, or just search my name in your podcast app. Do it, Fire Nation, because Jim, you're awesome. And Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And hello, you've been hanging out with JK and JLD today. So keep <laughs> up the heat. And if you head over to eofire.com and you type Jim in the search bar, you're going to get all the awesome information we've been talking about today. Links to Jim's podcast, his website, his Instagram, all that jazz. And Jim, thank you, brother, for sharing your truth, your knowledge, your genius with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we will catch you on the flip side. Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed today's value bombs brought to you by Jim Quick. And if you're ready to master productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days, visit themasteryjournal.com and you will master all three skills in 100 days. I'll catch you there, Fire Nation, at themasteryjournal.com or I'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, it's time to create financial and lifestyle freedom. So take action today and sign up for your free 14-day trial of ClickFunnels. As a reminder, ClickFunnels gives you everything you need to market, sell, and deliver your products online without having to hire or rely on a tech team. Visit eofire.com slash click. That's eofire.com slash click. Your future awaits.